Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church podcast. Check out our website at newstantonchurch.com where you can find out how to join our live stream at 901 on Sunday mornings. Now let's prepare our hearts for the word that we're about to receive. Amen. Well, good morning. I'm Pastor Steve. Happy Father's Day. Uh, Happy Father's Day to my dad who's in Erie right now. Uh, Love you. Keep your powder dry. Uh, I needed to be in the presence of God this morning. I don't know about you, uh, but I missed Thursday's rehearsal because I had a wedding rehearsal, and uh, I I almost go through withdrawal when I don't get in God's presence with God's people, so thank you very much. Uh, Anybody else glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us online as well. Uh, If you are able, uh, come on site sometime. You will not regret it. Uh, This is week two of a series called by the king. And I want you to know, I I need you to own that you have been called and chosen by God, called out, set apart, empowered by the spirit to fulfill a unique calling specific to you. God has a plan for your life. You are called by the king. Last week, we looked at Ephesians 4.1 as Paul gave a very heartfelt challenge from prison when he said, therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. We are called to know whose we are and then let what we do flow from that truth. We're not going to worry about the past or stress over the future. But in God's power, we are going to lean into his calling for our life knowing that even if our name never appears in life, that the light of life is pleased with us as we live a life worthy of our calling. But there is a a battle going on in our spirits, isn't there? Because the spirit is trying to, to build us up and encourage us to lean into that calling, but the enemy is trying to keep us from doing so. Why? Because he opposes everything God does and everything God does in us. And if the enemy can't blow up your life with sin, he will strive to make you busy and keep you occupied, and he'll t- attempt to discourage you. He'll fill your minds with doubt, inadequacies, and feelings of un- unworthiness. When I first felt a call to be a pastor, my youth pastor at the time told me, remember this day. Like, remember the day when you felt called by God, because there will be days of discouragement and failures, days when the sheep you are serving will bite, and it will hurt, and you are going to need to know in your mind and in your spirit that you have been called to this work. And that truth is true for all of us. Knowing that you are called by God 
will ward off discouragement and the temptation just to chuck it all and walk away. On that note, let me pray again this morning. God, I want to pray for these brothers and sisters this morning who are in Christ. God, I, I love them with all my heart, but I know that you love them more. And I know, Lord, that you know those of us who kind of are on the edge, facing discouragement, difficult days, failures. Lord, some of us might even feel like thrown in the towel and just walking away. But we are here and we are together in your presence. And God, I pray this morning that you would remind us of your calling. And God, we want to stay in tune with your spirit and live a life worthy of that calling. The work, God, that you want to do in us and through us is too important to just walk away. So help us to lean in. We pray this in the powerful name of your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. So if you're called by God and Everyone is called by God. You need to know what you're called to. You need a job description, so to speak. It's good to know what God's expectations are. And we touched on that a little bit last week, but I want to kind of give you an easy way to remember what you are called to. So if you're taking notes, three S's, real, real easy to remember. We are called, first of all, to salvation, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God loves the world and everyone in it. And whoever believes in Jesus will not perish but will be saved. We are called by God to his salvation, which he offers everyone in Christ Jesus. And his love for us is proven by the fact that he gave his one and only son. And we kind of camped out there last week because God calls us to know whose we are. Because we are his before we go about doing what he's called us to do. We don't have to get our act together first before we can get saved, he came to call sinners, not the righteous. And all God's people said, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, he calls us to salvation and offers to clean us up when we come to him. Please, please, don't ever cease to be amazed by that truth. God loves you. Before you knew him, he loved you. Before you got your act together, even if you still don't have your act together, God loves you. He calls you to his salvation. The second thing we are called to is that cleaning up process. God calls us to sanctification. Sanctification is that theological word for the spirit making us more like Jesus. 
our character becomes godlier as we are sanctified. God gets a hold of us. And when God gets a hold of us, we won't think the same thoughts. We won't act and do the same things we used to. We won't even feel the same way about things when God gets a hold of our lives. I can't remember who said it to me, but I remember a a, a gentleman got saved here and he came up to me and he said, Pastor Steve, this is so hard. Like, I'm not used to caring about people. <laughs> like, like, before I got saved, like, I just didn't care. But it's hard caring about people. So God calls us to salvation. He calls us to sanctification, that becoming like Jesus. And he also calls us to serve. Serving is just part of living a godly life worthy of our calling. And once we're saved, the, the gifts the gifts that we have are empowered by his spirit and the spirit gives us new gifts and the the doing kind of just flows naturally. Some things that we are called to do might be very broad, like being an encourager. And other things might be really, really specific, like playing the, the guitar in the praise band or being a small group leader for the kids downstairs on Sunday morning. The spirit is always deepening and giving more gifts and providing anointings for ministry. But in general, God will lead us deeper and deeper through faith so that our lives line up with the truths found in this verse from Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Living a life worthy of our calling is who we are and it's who we are becoming through and through. Faith isn't something that's compartmentalized into different areas of our life only. Faith is just who we are all the time. And I think it's unfortunate how we sometimes let the enemy get inside of our head and distract us or tempt us or convince us Otherwise, Paul said something really encouraging to those who may not have felt qualified to be called by God. And I want to read that this morning. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 26 through 31. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential Not many of you were of noble birth, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. You can see the salvation, uh, the sanctification, and the serving right there. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. In that scripture, I love the phrase, 
uh, that kind of resonates there that says God doesn't call the prepared, but he prepares the called. God, God chose you for a specific work, and he will prepare you for that. That's good news. We don't have to have it all figured out or have it all together. The calling of God is a process of letting God's word mold us into the image of Jesus through the power of the Spirit. And bonus, that doesn't mean that you have to be a pastor just because you're called. Because that used to be everybody's fear, right? Like, if I'm called by God, he might call me to be a pastor or some missionary over in Africa or something. Being a pastor is one of those specific callings, and it is not for everyone. Uh, My preaching professor used to say, you know what? If God will let you do anything other than be a preacher, go do that. Because it's not for everybody. God doesn't have a ranking for callings. He doesn't think preachers or missionaries are at the top. Everybody's calling is equal because it's unique and we all serve the same God. Amen? It's like parts of the body. They're all important. There's not one that I'd like to do without. (laughs) Well, take a leg. No, no. When I told my friends from high school that I was going to be a preacher, Uh, they laughed at me hysterically and thought I was joking. The reason I tell you that is because when you start to get close to your calling and you lean in to that, you might find people start to criticize who you are and what you do. Because when God starts to do a work, you know, when you don't think the same, act the same, or feel the same way about things, Not everyone is going to understand. You might catch some flack when you lean into God's calling for your life. The positive side of that is criticism often confirms the calling of God on your life. It strengthens your resolve and helps you determine if you can do anything else but what God has called you to do. And as crazy as this might sound, the farther out of the realm of your normal thinking, feeling, and acting those callings of God are, the more evidence I believe that that is God speaking to you directly. That's especially true the newer you are to the faith and in your relationship with Jesus. Because most of us, when we were called, were broken, lost, selfish, Addicted and not thinking, feeling, acting in line with God's heart. So when God prompts you to do something that's totally out of character from your old self, it's kind of like, yeah, this is Jesus speaking directly to you. Most of us, I think, would say, you know what? I'm still not where I think I should be in my faith and in my calling. And the truth is, you're much different today than you were when God called you. And that is by the grace of God. Amen? Amen. I want to share two other aspects of God's calling with you this morning. So if you're taking notes, the calling of God will always cost you something. I want to look at a biblical example. Do you remember when God called Saul into ministry? Saul was persecuting the church. Uh, He was acting as a Jewish Pharisee. And God literally knocked him on his can and blinded him by the light of his glory. And he sent Saul 
stumbling, I'm sure, as he went to a man by the name of Ananias to speak to him and to heal him. And this is not what Ananias told him. Ananias did not say, hey, great to meet you, Paul. So excited to see what God's going to do through your life. God's going to heal your eyes, make you famous. You're probably going to get a couple book deals in the word of God, and you're going to be a YouTube sensation. This is where you start winning, Saul. Welcome to the calling of God. That is not what Ananias said. Here is what Ananias was told to say to Saul. Acts 9. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with the authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. It doesn't matter if God calls you to something general or something specific. God's calling will always cost Sign me up, right? It's serious. This is God's calling for all of us. It will cost us. Saul's calling humbled him. He was called to preach to the Gentiles, those who the the Pharisees considered unclean. That was the the context of Paul's calling. He, He was to minister among people that weren't holy. So what's your context? Where are you supposed to live out your calling? The easy answer is like everywhere, right? God wants me to show people Jesus everywhere. But where is it specifically? Is it your mom's group? Is it your connect group? Is it at work, at home, a a college campus, the gym where you work out? That the moment you step into your calling will be the moment you realize that in some way your calling will cost you. And God will make your heart heavy for something or someone. Sometimes it's just hard figuring out how to show people Jesus in the environment that God has us and that God wants us. The goal, the easy answer is, well, he wants me to show everybody Jesus. And it sounds easy, but it will take hours of prayer and patience and emotional energy, and times of being misunderstood as as you try. And the more you love, the more it will cost you. But when one person that you love meets Jesus, I promise you it will all be worth it. Some of you will find that your calling is in the place where there's the most pain in your life. Have you messed up as a parent? As a spouse? Do you have some scar that God is working on healing, but it's still kind of painful to even go there? Sharing that part of your story invites God to turn your pain into ministry. It will become a blessing. 
But I am not going to lie. It will cost you. It will cost you your pride. Not everyone will understand. But there will be blessings when you lean into the calling of God. Leaning into that calling is both a burden and a blessing. And, and ministry of any kind is both exhilarating and also exhausting. And if following Jesus just in general isn't your biggest burden and your biggest blessing, you're probably not doing it right because calling will always cost you. And the second thing, if you're taking notes, the calling of God will sustain you. The call of God will sustain you because it's not impersonal. It's a call to a relationship with Jesus. And he will see you through. In the time that Paul was in ministry, he was beaten, left for dead, shipwrecked, bitten by a snake, thrown into prison. The cost to his life was great. Anybody feel a little bit beat up over the last year? Uh, The the cost has been great in in following Jesus this last year. Can you identify with Paul's life at all? But he said this in Philippians. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal. But I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what's ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I think Paul is saying, and he said in Scripture, you know what, I've kept the faith. I've finished the race because I was called to this. This is my purpose. I love the phrase, I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. That phrase reminds me of an old poem, I am sure you have heard it, called Footprints in the Sand. And even though you've heard it, because it's a classic, I'm going to read it again this morning. One night, I had a dream. And I was walking along a beach with my Lord and Across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints This really troubled me. So I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said when I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why when I needed you the most, you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, I love you and will never leave you. Never, ever during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. I press on to take hold of that 
which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I really think God wants to take hold of someone this morning. Is it you? Is it your calling? It will cost you, but he will sustain you and carry you through it all. You are called to spend your life living for him and with him. You, you are called to spend eternal life with him, but you have to take hold of Jesus. The greatest gift in this world is something we can never deserve, God's salvation. Would you bow with me and close your head, bow your heads and close your eyes this morning? As we're praying together this morning, and I, I want to ask you again, does God want to take hold of you this morning? Is God calling you to salvation? If you feel that tug on your heart, would you do me a favor and just kind of raise your hand this morning? Couple. Awesome. Would you, would you pray with me if you raise your hand in your heart? Just this simple prayer. Jesus, this day, I want to take hold of you. You gave your life so you could take hold of me. I give my life to you knowing it will cost me, but that through trusting you, you will sustain me and carry me in Jesus' name. And while we're still praying, there's some here that you know what, you've been called, but you've, you've drist, drifted. Maybe the costs seem too high. Maybe you got distracted, busy, but whatever the reason, you've just been going through emotions. And today, today you want to reclaim your calling in Jesus' name. And if that's you this morning, while people's eyes are closed and heads are bowed, would you also slip up a hand so I can know who I'm praying with? A number of you. Amen. Praise God. Would you pray this simple prayer in your, in your heart this morning? Jesus, thank you for carrying me for a while. I needed it. It was rough, God. Thank you for carrying me, but I'm ready in Jesus' name for you to put me down. And I'm ready to walk beside you. I love you. God, hard times are going to be ahead, but I'm ready to walk into serving and knowing that you will never leave me. And all God's people said, amen. Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church podcast. We'd love to connect with you. So visit our website at newstantonchurch.com, follow the Get Involved tab, and RSVP to our next meet and greet.